Well, tonight on the podcast, ladies and gentlemen, I wanted to look at one section of an article that actually came out of NPR about a week or so ago. And you remember I've been speaking about here on the podcast about different people that immigrate to this country and how they must make some sort of agreement with white supremacy to be against us. Well, we're going to go into some of that tonight, but let's get into some of this information before we really go down that road. Now, when they're talking about here, the Asian community, because you know, with this affirmative action decision, I said, well, I'm going to keep looking at these stories and seeing what the fallout really going to be. So they say the promise of proximity to whiteness and power has radicalized some Asian Americans on the right. So listen to that. So they are becoming radicalized against black people because they thinking that the white supremacist is going to share some sort of power with them. And we know the white supremacists do not believe in sharing any kind of power. That is the biggest con job that the white supremacists have pulled on the Asian community. They really think that they're going to share anything with them. So it said that myth, it said, uh, post, it said that Asian Americans are a good minority group assimilating and bootstrapping themselves into the American dream. How many times have you heard the white supremacists use Asians as a uh, weapon? When you're talking about racism, white supremacy, what do they say? Well, the Asians are in this country and they don't complain about racism or look at the Asians. They do better than white people sometimes. Hey, the Asians don't go through these problems. Well, the Asians are this and the Asians are that. And the issue is not so much that the white supremacists is using Asians as their supposed weapon against when black people talk about their evil, the Asian community don't say anything as a collective. Listen to what I'm saying. I'm not saying individuals don't speak up against it. I'm talking about as a collective, as a collective, they like the little pet on the head they get from white supremacy. You understand? So Asians has been used since the 1960s as the group to say they are the model minority. Well, what does model minority mean? They are the model that you guys should become. Basically, you don't say anything. You deal with the abuse and whatever. You try to assimilate in the white supremacy. You try to be the lab dog. See, this is the issue and this is the problem. Black people can never assimilate into white supremacy because black people actually tried. Black people can't bootstrap themselves into the American dream because The American dream is built off of white supremacy and we built this country for them to even have a freaking dream. And we are the only group that, that when they stare in the face, they know what they did to us and they do have a, a a perpetual guilt on them, whether they like it or not. They try to say, I don't have no white guilt. Yes, you do. The reason why you got guilt is because you know what you've done. You know, your system is an artificial system being maintained through violent means, you know that black people's position in America is an artificial position. It's not done uh, by, uh, hey, it's just how black people are, you know, and it's just, it is what it is. No, you know, you got a system of, of economic sabotage on the black man and woman, and you know what you're doing, even that today. And when black people even just speak on it, when we speak the words, 
It annoys you. It tortures your soul. We talk about reparations. Look how mad you get at just a conversation of reparations. See, no other group of people that you import in here, they're not going to have that kind of conversation about you. And that's what you like because they make you feel good. They're trying to assimilate and try to be like you literally right to the point that they're being radicalized against black Americans just in hope that you share your white supremacist power. And we both know white supremacists, you don't share crap. Now I say it is being used historically to undermine other non-white groups pressing for justice. Now it says a Janelle Wong, and I've covered her before director of Asian American studies at the university of Maryland. Now she continues to say, you say it's been used to compare other groups to Asian Americans without any context to say, well, this non-white group, Asian Americans can succeed. So why can't black or Latino groups? Now Wong says it ignores that Asian Americans have been selectively recruited via the U S immigration while also overlooked a particular history and ongoing systemic racism that specifically impacts black Americans. Remember when I told y'all about the state department, they pick the people that's coming in here. They don't let everybody come here. Once again, let's go back to that story. I told you guys when I talked to this one driver I had in South Africa, he told me that a lot of people go to that U S embassy and they pay money to try to get a U.S. visa just to visit. And if they don't approve of them for whatever the reason, not to say everybody going up there are criminals and, and terrorists, etc. No, just regular everyday people that get up five o'clock in the morning and go to work. They do not get approved. And you know what the United States do when they say you're denied, they keep their money. They don't even say, okay, you're not denied. Let me give you your money back. They keep their money. That is wrong. To me, that is so wrong. And those people in those other countries, especially a lot of brothers and sisters in the continent, man, a lot of them ain't got, got a bag like that to be just constantly going to the U.S. Embassy. But they handpick the best of the best in those countries. Are you talking about Asian countries? They handpick the top-rated Indians. They handpick the top-rated Chinese, Japanese. Anybody that's coming over here, they pick the best of the best. So you bring the best of the best as a group, bring them and their families here. Of course, they're going to exceed more than the average person. Like I said before, you could take the best of black America. Give me 10,000 black American families. Who is the tip top of black America. I could take them to any country. They're going to be the best of the best. And they'll be like, well, why y'all can't y'all be like them black Americans? Look at what they got. Look how successful they are. Look at their kids. Look at this. Y'all been here this many years and y'all can't be like the black Americans. They've been here four or five years and look what they got in the country that you've been in all this time. That wouldn't be fair to say because it's like, wait a minute, they're coming. The top of the top is coming. What are you talking about? So this is what they do. They don't import the Asian person who's out there on the street every day, uh, uh, selling goods. They're not importing the Asian person that's selling food every day. They're not importing them. They're importing the top of the top. So let's continue. It's a inner society. It's saying which there is a powerful, violent hierarchy of white supremacists over black people. It said, where am I in that hierarchy? Says Ian Haney Lopez. He says, it's very common for people to look at that hierarchy and say, let me not be at the bottom. See, 
that's the, the one of the main issues that we have when people come to this country and you wonder why immigrants are so kind of turned up on black America, even though we haven't done them anything, we're going to get to why, but when they come in here, they look at the landscape and they look at the racism toward black America and they're like, Ooh, I don't want to be treated like that. No, 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 no. Uh, uh, what I got to do not to be treated like that. Nobody want to be treated like that. And also our cousins from abroad come here too, who are handpicked. Let me repeat that. And they see how we treat it. And this is why they don't want to be okay. They got the same color as us. So they can't do what the others can do like the Asians and different other groups. So since they look like me and you, they got to use a different way to differentiate themselves. Now, how do they differentiate themselves? And they look like no different than me and you. Oh, I know. I'm not black American. I'm Jamaican. I'm not black American. I'm from Trinidad. I'm not black American. I'm Nigerian. Don't call me no black American. I'm Nigerian. I'm not black. I'm Somali. I'm not black. I'm Dominican. You understand what I'm saying? Because in their mind, I got to separate myself to let white people know in this country, I'm not them. So don't treat me like them. So when y'all talk about delineation, really the ones who really brought the delineation conversation is actually black immigrants. Because before we would say, Hey, we all black, man. We got to work together. It don't matter where you from. We all black, whatever. But when they start pushing that delineation saying, I'm not black, I'm Jamaican. I'm not black. I'm Dominican. I'm not black. I'm this. Then now the sentence of slaves are like, okay, fine. We're going to do the same thing. But now everybody's not liking that. Because now when we delineate everything that goes with that delineation, our fight, our support, uh, the doors we open, that's where they notice it is starting to go with that delineation conversation. And they're not liking that. And now everybody, even the white supremacists are having a problem with us delineating. You understand? Now I notice in the Asian community, they don't really delineate when it comes to politics or getting something. They don't delineate at all. But if you go to, let's say a Korean and call them a Vietnamese, watch, watch how they face turn. I ain't no freaking Vietnamese. I'm, I'm not no Filipino. I'm not no Thai. I'm not, but they'll, they'll get in on you about calling them that. Right? So let's continue. They say for non-European immigrants, there is always a painful decision of how to best be accepted in America. They said it's not uncommon for people not of European descent to say, I'm going to claim access to the white side of the color line. Now, didn't I talk about this? Didn't I say that they have to be making some sort of agreement with white supremacy? I've been saying that in the past few podcasts because it makes no sense that people we don't even know, we never been to their country, we never did them anything. And when they come here, they're anti-black. For instance, what black Americans have been to China like that? Well, maybe some sports players for the most part, but the average black American have not been to China, just a few. And I see them on YouTube, they there or whatever. And the black Americans who are in China, I don't see them doing anything wrong to nobody. Yet you have people like Yatin Chu come in here and try to get with 
Edward Bloom, the guy that's really been attacking black folk, he's the guy behind the Shelby County versus Holder where they gutted the Voting Rights Act. He's behind that too. Not just this affirmative action thing, he's behind that. He's on a crusade to try to harm black folks and anything that black folks have fought for. You understand? But we didn't do anything to the Chinese community. Nothing. If anything, we supported the Chinese community. We're still supporting the Chinese community. How many times have you seen the Chinese community open up restaurants in the black community and they stay full of black folk? Black folk going, yeah, man, I'm going to Chinese spot, man. I'm going over there. Give me some of that, that rice and chicken. And Black folks always going in their spots. Always supporting them. No matter what Asian group it is, Vietnamese, Korean, it don't matter. Black folks have been very supportive of the Asian community. And yet they make a choice because they say, you know what? I don't want to be treated like, listen, I don't want an Asian version of George Floyd. So let me go over here with the white supremacists and I'm going to assimilate with them. And if they tell me I got to have some anti-black racism, then I'm going to go ahead and do that because it's better for me to be on their side now be over there with black folk. But see the, the problem with that comp with that is, is that you're siding with someone who has no loyalty except to themselves. And you are only going to be used in which the Asian community was used It's true. They were used with this and now they're getting the brunt of it. Now when they complain about racism, everybody look at them like, man, whatever. See the, this is the issue. You let Edward Bloom use y'all the, the Asian community. Now when you complain about racism, most people now are looking at you like the white category. See, this is what you wanted. You wanted that proximity to whiteness and now you got it, but you don't got it at the same time. But in the eyes of a lot of people, black people, I know they mentioned Latinos and anybody else, you, you are just in league with them. So when you're dealing with some real racism and we covered the racism they deal with on these tech jobs, they can be the workers, but they can't be the supervisor. We know that, but that's the choice they made to go side with the white supremacists. While the white supremacists is getting at them. And then the, then the interesting part is they're trying to use the laws that we fought and died for literally the civil rights act, trying to use those laws to get back at the white supremacists. Really? Why don't you go fight for your own laws? Cause you had no problem trying to harm us. And once again, it's not about keeping affirmative action while I'm on this story. It's a principle for me. It's a principle because once again, our community has supported the Asian community ever since they've been here, especially financially so much so they can send their kids to Ivy league universities. They came here with nothing. And then they hit, of course they got some help from the American government. Of course, American government put a lot of money into them. And then that's how they got their businesses off the ground. We supported them because they were not putting their businesses in the, the Hamptons. Okay. They weren't putting their businesses in Beverly Hills. They weren't doing that. They were putting their businesses in South central, putting their businesses in third water, Houston. Everywhere black folks are at, they were putting their businesses and they were supported. Black folks didn't go over there running them out of the communities. So for them to turn around and side with, Edward Bloom, that, that is a biggest slap in the face and it solidified their position where people really don't want to hear about any kind of racism from them. So the only thing they left to do is basically delineate and they don't want to have a delineation conversation. 
and the delineation conversation they're going to have, they're going to have to say, you know what? Us Southeast Asians, I'm, I'm talking about your dark ones, going to have to delineate from the whiter skinned uh, Asians. You understand? Because they, they had on that last one, when they talk about racism against Asians, they really don't want to include Indians. They don't look at them as quote unquote Asian. Let's go. Let's continue. Now they say that's a dynamic that Bloom is trading on. Hanny Lopez says, he says, he says that the promise of proximity to whiteness and power has been used as part of a larger trend, radicalizing Asian Americans on the right. He's saying, Hey, Asian Americans, you can see black and brown people demanding equity and inclusion as a threat to you. Cast your fate with white opponents of integration with white people who are skeptical of equality. And at the whole, in the whole time, they're going to use all of that against Asian people too, because they don't like Asian people. And I would tell you this much, the U S getting more conflict with China. See right now it's just, it's just talk, but let them get in kind of armed conflict or anything like that. Look, let's go back to the pandemic. You saw how the white supremacist was attacking Asians. Cause they were doing, it wasn't us. You saw what Trump was saying about them during that time period. It wasn't us that mess, was messing with Asians like that. It was the white supremacists and they, and they had to be so quiet about it. They could, they didn't want to talk about what they were dealing with. Cause it's like, man, I'm being discriminated against. They are attacking me, but I made this deal with the white supremacists that I side with him so I can be the good minority. So man, what do I do? I got to just be quiet and take this abuse. And then they gave them out. Hey, you can blame black people. And that's what they end up doing. Blame black people. Cause they do not want their position in the proximity to whiteness to be gone. Cause they come over here on this side. If they came, that will be gone. But see over here is the righteous side. They chose the side with Satan and Satan is never loyal. Satan is only loyal to himself. And that, and so many people have been used by the devil. And unfortunately the Asian community has allowed the devil to deceive them. Now let's continue. It's a research about the model minority uh, myth. It's a bears this out. Wong says that Asian Americans who internalize this myth are also more likely to exhibit anti-black attitudes and to be anti-affirmative action. Now li listen to that. So when they really believe the white supremacists tell them that they're the good minority. Oh, look at how, listen, racism really don't exist. Look at the Asians. And when they really believe it, they said they exhibit more anti-black attitudes. Why? What do we do to them? Right? What do we do to exhibit that issue? Do we go to their communities, tear down the place? Do we go burn down all this stuff? Well, what do we really do to, to get that anti-black? Even if you want to be the quote unquote good minority, fine, be that. Why you have to be anti-black in the process? You like, Hey, look, I ain't got no issue with black people. That's them. They, they issues. That's them. But no, in order for you to be in league with, with Satan, you got to take what Satan says. And Satan says, you got to, have a hatred for the black man and woman of America. Even some of our cousins that come over here, they want to be in league with the devil too. Well, you got to hate them black Americans. 
You got to be online talking about how they don't have a culture, and yet you're not dressing your cultural clothing. Because remember, you say you have a culture. And I've seen many of the cultures, and I think the cultures are cool, actually. But you don't dress in your cultural clothing. You don't always be eating your cultural food. You don't, you don't really exhibit your culture like that. When you come over here, you look no different than us. You, you dressing like us, taking our, like for instance, hip hop. That's our culture. When you're doing that, certain slang we use that's our culture. You don't say, no, nah, I'm not listening to that hip hop crap. I'm not talking like them black Americans. No, I, we got our own language, our own culture. We going to celebrate that and be around. No, that's not really how it goes. Now, not all people do it. And I'm going to say not all. I'm going to repeat that. Not all people that come here side with the white supremacists. But even though you may not side with them, you surely don't side with a lot of us either. Now, a few do, a few. And when and those those people who, who are on our side, I don't, whatever community they come from, I'm always going to defend those people when they are a true ally. I'm not going to defend your group, but I'll defend you. Now, black immigrants, on the other hand, that's a different situation because that's a, I look at that as a family issue, and we could straighten out that family problem. That's a little easier. I, I'm not even putting black immigrants in that category of these others because that's so easy to straighten out. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying because at the end of the day, they could try to side white supremacy all day, but they they the white supremacist gonna tell them exactly what they are like 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 that white supremacist told that lady uh, uh, from from uh, Univision. He said, "You say you're Cuban or whatever." Well, to me, you're N word. That's it. You know, and that's exactly how they look at them. No matter what they say, they can say they're not black. That white supremacist gonna tell you it's exactly what you are. So. That's a total different category. No black immigrant is my enemy like that. We can straighten out our, our community like that. We could check them. We know how to straighten our own. But these others, that's a different situation. Now I continue to say the, the model minority myth does something else. It Chin says, it says by bolstering the idea that Asian Americans, it said like her, don't benefit from race conscious policies or practice. It insinuates that Asian Americans are not affected by racism in this country. It say we lose so much of the information we need about where our communities are hurting. So yes, I, I know Asian Americans are dealing with racism in this country. Oh, I know I have seen it in my lifetime, how these white supremacists have said crazy things to Asians. I've even defended Asians in my lifetime uh, growing up or whatever, when I seen white supremacists being rude to them and I would check them and see, and they would back off when I would check them. Now today, and of course I'm a type of person, I don't like injustice, right? So don't do it in front of me. I just don't like that because I just believe in righteousness sake. Don't be messing with people in front of me. I don't, I just can't, don't. But this is the thing. Asian community, you put yourself just you put yourself in a bad bind, and y'all gonna see down the line how that's really gonna come back to bite your community. See, you should have chose, even though you see what happens with black people, if you would have chose to side with black folk, if you'd have chose that, think about it. Let's talk about a numbers game. If black folks Asian people, Hispanic people, uh, Arab people, 
red Native Americans, not these, not these uh, cosplaying Native Americans, Elizabeth Warren ones, right? Not them. We're talking about the real Native Americans. If all, if, if, if y'all all was smart, and I say smart because it's just reality, y'all would say, you know what? We all have been affected by this white supremacist. So let's all join together, and let's we as more of us than them. Let's run the yard. Let's run the yard politically. Let's support each other's businesses. Let's, let's all work together and get these white supremacists out of the paint. Let's get them out of politics. Let's get them out of, out of all these different things. Let's say enclaves. They can have in the enclaves, but let's say at least the cities. Let's get them out of the major cities. And then we all cut for each other. You See, that would be the smart thing because Native Americans, they've been done dirty by the white supremacists. Obviously, Asians have been done very dirty by the white supremacists. Of course, we have been dirty, done dirty. Hispanics have been done dirty. All these other groups have been done dirty by the white supremacists. And for me, it just always baffles me how even though you've been done so dirty by the white supremacists, you still want to join him. I always liken that to, would you go, would you go become friends with the family of people that constantly was murdering your family? Most people are like, why are you friends with them people? You know how many people in your, in your family they kill and you go, you friends with them now? You, you, you eating dinner with them? You hanging out with them? How do you know they're not about to get you? What are you doing? Most people will say that. Or what if somebody had, had, violated a bunch of women in your family, a bunch of that same group of people violated. And now you all chummy up with them, your buddy, buddy with them. And like, wait a minute, they have violated the women in your family. Or what if they stole your things, stole your home, stole this, they constantly stealing from you. And you're going to be friends with people that stole from you. People that steal your resources. That's the people that you're going to be friends with. And then you're going to be against the people that never stole from you never violated your family, never uh, killed anybody in your family, did nothing to none of y'all. You against us. You side with the people that has done everything against you. Does that make any kind of sense if you really think about it? Being that close to them and thinking you're going to get some benefits, you betray your ancestors, all of you. Betray them. You are ashamed. All your ancestors that dealt with the evil, the trail of tears and all of those sort of things. You're going to go side with that group of people. All the things they have done to Asian countries. You're going to go side with the people that done these things to you. They even colonized you. You're going to go side with them. That doesn't make sense. And y'all get mad at us because we are the only group they're staying 10 toes down against that. And it puts, and it makes you look bad. That's why you so mad at us because we make you look bad. When you see us standing 10 toes down in the face of white supremacy and you just going along with it, it is starting to make you feel some sort of way. Because in the back of your mind, your ancestors probably knocking you upside the head and say, why, why you aren't doing anything? Look at what they did to us. And you gonna sit up inside with them? Yeah, yeah, you in a messed up and peculiar situation. But in life, you gonna have to make choices. You can make a choice to go with the devil, or you can make a choice to go with God and righteousness. 
And the issue has been is that now many of you have chose to go what you see is the, the wide path instead of the, the narrow path, which the narrow path leads you to righteousness. The wide path leads you to destruction. That's what many of you have chose because you have chosen to be cowards. See, going on the straight and narrow path, you got to be courageous to, for that. The wide path, you just, you're just a coward. So don't get mad at us. Don't have no anti-black racism toward us. Cause you're trying to be on you, you, you go through all that and they still discriminate against you. How, how are they your friend and they discriminating against you? Who, who does that? If they, if that's your friend, they use you as a little buffer group to attack black folk and they still doing you wrong. At least they could treat you right. At least they can make you some supervisors when you earned it. You could be the majority of tech companies and you can't get a supervisor job, but they can come in there, be less of the, the tech companies and be your boss to the point. Now you want to sue. I thought you had a friend. You suing your friend. You would never get proximity to white supremacy. Never. It is not for you. It's not for us either. And they are feeling some of that is slipping through their fingers. That's why they're getting so desperate. Now you think they're going to let you in really? No, they're not. But we're going to sit back. We're going to watch. We're going to wait. We're going to see because I am very interested in watching how y'all go along with this. Um, because when people attack my community wholesale like that, I got to focus on what's going on, but I'm seeing some explaining a whole lot of explaining, but no, y'all going to have to start doing some delineation. I'm just giving you some, some friendly advice. You have to delineate. You have to say what group of agents is doing what, what group of agents is siding with them folks. You better delineate for your own sake. See, see, even though in the midst of all of this, I'm still trying to help y'all telling you to delineate from them delineate. And then from what I've been hearing is always been a lot of Chinese immigrants from, from what I've been seeing and what they even talk about. Edward Bloom has been using Chinese immigrants. So if you're not a Chinese immigrant, that's a part of that. Or even if you are, you better separate yourself too. I'm telling you, but y'all let me know what y'all think about this. Like I said, we're going to keep focusing on this, seeing what the response is going to be because we have media now. See the media, uh, the, the white owned media, I'm gonna say that much. They're not going to focus on the fallout. They're not going to focus on how this is affecting black people or black people's opinions or where we're going to go or where our mindset is. They don't focus on that. They don't, they may touch the surface of it, but they don't focus on it. This is why black media is important. And you know, we always appreciate all of you that coming by. I see, you know, y'all, man, we starting to get a lot of people come in on the podcast now as, as greatly appreciated. So like I said, it's your first time coming or you constantly coming, make sure you subscribe. You know, we're trying to get our numbers up over here. Like we got our numbers up over there at African diaspora and all of that. So, um, you know, I do this for y'all because Hey, if y'all are going to watch, I'll keep producing. I always tell y'all that you know, I will keep producing the people not watching. I'll go do something else, but you know, appreciate y'all, you know, be, being supportive. We'll see you on the next one.